This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. On Byte, interviews courtesy of Paramount Pictures of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We'll hear from sit-down interviews and also red carpet interviews. Harrison Ford is back for the last time as Indiana Jones. Uh, I think that's because this, the, the films themselves are such powerful entertainment. Uh, they're, I've said in, in the past that I think that Indiana Jones is more about movies than it is about archaeology. It's about the fun you can have at a movie. It's about the emotional uh, exercise you can get at a movie. And, uh, and, and though we've made four uh, in the past, uh, this one has a, an air of finality uh, because it's my last uh, Indiana Jones movie. And I wanted it to, to, to uh, deal with the issue of age, of his advancing age and what age has taken away from his uh, capacity his, his uh, mental energy, his physical prowess, uh, and, and put him in contest with somebody, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is uh, um, out to swindle him. And uh, so there's that, uh, the mental uh, uh, wrestling going on between these two characters as well. There's more with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny on Sci-Fi Talk, so stay tuned. Waller-Jones is Helena, who has a connection to Indy. Helena is Indy's goddaughter. He last saw her when she was 12. And uh, he was very good friends with her father, who died not long after he last saw her. And she comes catapulting back into his life um, at a sort of, not even a crossroads, just sort of a cul-de-sac in his life. (laughs) And uh, comes back with... She comes through the door with the, the joyful history of memories they had when she was young and he came to the house and visited her father and she comes and tries to infect him with the idea of going on another adventure. But she is slightly more nefarious than she, immediate, than she turns out, than she wants him to believe at the beginning. And she has her own agenda and they end up going on, on an adventure but not the one that she, she proffered to him in the beginning. She's, she's a mercurial little rascal. (laughs) Harrison Ford talks about doing his last Indiana Jones film. It's, it's, uh, it's um, both sad and happy. I mean, I'm, I'm gratified that I had this wonderful opportunity to work with this character and these kinds of films with some regularity over the last 40 years and but I'm 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 ready to to 
to to I'm ready to conclude the story of the of the character. I think it's appropriate that that we do have an uh, a story about Indiana Jones, which confronts his age, which confronts the 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 um, his mental state when we first meet him, and allows us to see him just picked up and brushed off and back in action uh, one more time. And I, I'm really gratified that we found, you know, a script, a story. Uh, and, uh, and then when Stephen uh, uh, brought Jim in, I thought that was fantastic. And I'm, I'm delighted with the film uh, altogether. It was a great, great experience. Boyd Holbrook is Clabber, Seanette Renee Wilson is Mason, and Mads Mikkelsen, God, I love that actor, who is Dr. Volger, talk about the film's challenges. It's hard to align yourself with the idol idolism um, ideology of um, that party, so um, that's a big thing to do, and that's a, it's a really big trick to play in the audience. Um, and it can be quite simple of, uh, you know, interchanging that with something else that you, uh, you do genuinely care about. So um, for me, that was something hard to wrap my head around. Mm. To get the tone of an Indiana Jones film is obviously the target here. Uh, and, and it's tricky because everybody knows what it is when they see it, but it's hard to put a finger on it. So. I think we were just constantly trying to be aware whether we were inside the parameters of an Indiana Jones film. Um, I, I did spend some time mm. thinking about that. Yeah. For me, I guess it's also just relinquishing the idea that you're in an Indiana Jones film and the gravity of that, the fact that it's going to be you know, the finale of this franchise and not getting too overwhelmed um, by that fact and you know, just going to work and doing your job and staying grounded. Directing is James Manco. Well, in tone and style and where we're getting, um, we're trying to make a movie that certainly doesn't uh, run away from what an Indiana Jones adventure should be. Um, a kind of round the world adventure, a kind of screwball comedy, meaning gritty action, mystery, real uh, a nemesis for Indy who represents a threat um, to him or those he love. Um, and, and the mystery of the relic, these are all things that remain consistent across the movies as well as of course Indy's character and many others who we will see again in this picture but but we're also dealing with something quite obvious the moment you see Harrison in the movie which is just he's 42 years older than the guy who was in Raiders of the Lost Ark so part of the movie is also addressed to what it is to be a hero in Sunset and what it is to face the final chapters of your life um, with all your triumphs and tragedies behind you, um, trying to understand what last adventure awaits you. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. Going to the red carpet now from the London premiere is John Rhys Davis. Oh, the madness of being in, in the desert in the first one, I suppose. It was great fun. But then working with Connery and Harrison in the third, 
I only have a cameo in this, but um, uh, more fool them. Uh, but um, but it's, it, it, was, it was great to come back. Uh, I'm wholly in love with Karen Allen anyway. And it, but it was just lovely to see this, this, new, uh, this, this new and possible final iteration uh, of the Indiana Jones thing. Producing is Kathleen Kennedy. It's a mixture. It depends on whether you grew up with these films or whether it's new. And I think certainly people who grew up with Indiana Jones, there's a, a real sense of completion, but also just recognizing that, you know, they shared a life with him, essentially, which is pretty cool. So nice to see Karen Allen. She talks very coyly about her role as Marion Ravenwood in this film. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I don't know if you've seen the film, but but yeah. So I just, I kind of sneak into it in a little part. They've been keeping it very, very secret. So that's been challenging for me to know for the last two years that I'm in the film and not be able to breathe a word of it. That's been not the most fun thing I've ever had to do in my life. But um, uh, now it's delightful to be a part of this one and delightful particularly in the way in which, you know, they, they brought my character back into the story. So, you know, I feel very happy that, that Marion kind of, you know, gets to have a little apostrophe at the end of her story. It's great. Let's go to the U.S. premiere now. Toby Jones, who is Basil? Well, it's, you know, people talk about, oh, I never thought I would be part of a, uh, a film series like this, but it's definitely true that an action film was not the kind of thing I thought I would ever get to be a part of. So I'm very proud to be part of this. And I think it's probably the most emotional of the films that I've that I've uh, seen or been you know that I've seen in the sequence. I think it's that the film can embrace so many different sort of registers of tone. It seems to be both it seems to be both serious and comic at the same time. It seems to be ironic but very passionate and all of those different registers. It seems to be able to, they found a form to embrace all of that, and uh, I think that's what this one does as well. James Mangold is also there, and he talks about Indiana Jones himself. You know, Indy is, is not a Superman. He's not a superhero. He's got, he's, from the moment we meet him in Raiders of the Lost Ark, we see someone who's trouble with relationships, who is, gets kind of uh, a little freaked out in crowds, who isn't connected to his students, who really is much more comfortable lost in a book or in a cave. So. Harrison digs into all that and loves it because I think it makes him so much richer as a character and funnier. More from John Reese davies on his thoughts. Oh, just to see whether it fits in with their dream of, of Indy and another adventure. If we do that, then we'll have made a lot of people happy. And uh, the other day I, I, I was at a fan convention and three men came up. Grandpa had seen the film when he was 11. He'd taken his son to see the film when he was 11, in the cinema. And, uh, and they had just taken their grandpa's 11-year-old grandson to see the film in the cinema. I think there are more generations who will come and watch this movie, uh, these movies. It's a great, it's a great romp. As 
that magnificent actor, uh, Paul Freeman says in the first one, the Ark, the Ark is history. And Indiana Jones has brought forth her, I must have met at least 500 people who are archaeologists or museum curators, all of whom say, if it hadn't been for Indiana Jones, we would never have done this. Harrison Ford sums it all up. Well, I'm celebrating this film and this installment, but I'm also celebrating all of those people who have kept us making these movies for 42 years and whom I owe everything. And I really hope that they like our movie. That's very important to me that I think I think the the, the kind of film that that is passed on from generation to generation is the kind of film that that I grew up and treasured. That that family aspect uh, of these films I think is one of the most important things to me because we, we've gone from generation to generation through the agency of family I mean you can't you can't ask for anything more very special thanks to Paramount Pictures and EPK.TV see the film on a big screen near you don't wait for it to appear at home to watch it on your big screen. Go to the movies. This is Tony Tolado for Byte.